0: Welcome back to the Enriched podcast. As always, I'm Alex and today I have a long awaited. You guys have no idea. Guest on this podcast. Kat and I have been back and forth waiting to record this episode. Honestly, with what's going on in the world today right now, I feel like it was on there was a reason why we were waiting, but there's so much pen, pent up momentum around this episode that it is going to be out of this world phenomenal. So today I have Kat on the podcast. Kat is a manifestation and money mindset expert who helps other women manifest more money, abundance and freedom Without having to work so damn hard for it, doesn't that sound amazing? After using intentional manifestation to transform her life, going from seventy thousand dollars in debt, working sixty hours a week in a job she hated, and feeling so lost, to now being a multiple six-figure entrepreneur with complete time, location, and financial freedom, Cat finds so much joy, too much joy and purpose in helping other people overcome their limitations. So Kat, welcome to the Enriched Podcast. I am so excited to have you here.
1: Oh my gosh, Alex, thank you for that intro. That is like best intro I've ever had.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, I I am a firm believer that when when things take more time, it just means that we get to like build up that momentum and that it's just going to be something beautiful and amazing. So this is, this episode I think is perfectly timed and I cannot, can't wait to have this conversation. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think that It's uh, like you said, when things kind of like have that time where it's like built up, built up, built up, which we've been back and forth for freaking months uh, (laughs) to get to this place. We're about to have one juicy combo.
0: Oh yeah, guys, we, I've been trying to get caught on this, like you said, for months on this podcast, because I know like everything that you have to say, I resonate so much with and my listeners are just going to get so much out of this episode. So Let's just talk, tell them about yourself, tell them about how you got here. I know that I want to dive into debt, especially in today's economy, but tell us your full story.
1: Absolutely. So full story, we have to take it back to like being a child, which is hilarious because I'm actually recording this from my childhood home. I'm visiting my parents right now. I'm recording um, this from my childhood
0: bedroom. So I totally get it. <laughs> we're, we're on the same wavelength. Oh my God. How Perfect. synchronistic.
1: Yeah, yeah, crazy. So yeah, the story starts here. Um so my dad is an alcoholic and my mom isn't a citizen of the United States. Um so growing up, my mom just had to tolerate a lot of toxic behavior, a lot of like verbal and emotional abuse in order to stay here in the states and raise me and my brother. Um, and this household was really really toxic growing up um which led me to not feeling safe in my body constantly acting out in ways to like try and get attention um all of those sorts of like quote unquote daddy issues things that you see manifest as you grow up in a in a home where the dad isn't like present in that kind of way and with that um i was incredibly overweight as a kid i was severely bullied Just like a ton of trauma led up to the position in my teenage years where I reached this position of complete hopelessness, where I considered for the first time ending my life. And at that time, I decided to go to traditional therapy and it helped to a certain extent, but it really just put a bandaid over all of the wounds that I had, all of the trauma that I had. And as we know, with putting a band bandaid on things, it's like, it's not really going to heal things. Um, So as I got into my later teen years and early 20s, I was drinking, partying, doing drugs, sleeping around to try and escape the pain that I felt inside of myself. Um, And it worked for a short amount of time. It actually was really fucking fun for a while. Uh, But then ultimately, all of that just was continuing to exemplify all of the wounds that I had underneath. And I was just constantly in this position of trying to escape my reality, trying to escape the pain and the, the whatnot that I felt inside of myself. And that's where in my life, I decided to pick up and move across state lines to try and have a fresh start. And I put fresh start in quotations because little did I know that my problems were going to follow me. I thought that if I just moved to a new city, I would be brand new person, didn't have to deal with any of these things. And what? in reality happened is that I moved away from all of my vices, all of my comfort zones, all of the things that had been holding me in these past patterns and all of the wounds and all of the triggers just got exemplified so much more. Um, so I was in this position where, yeah, I was $70,000 in debt working 60 plus hours a week in a job that I hated so, so much that I moved up to, um, or moved to this different state to be a part of and, just like truly hit my rock bottom moment. And it was in that rock bottom moment where I had gone out the night before I drank so much that I probably shouldn't have woken up that next morning. I, that next day I woke up and I was just like, something has to fucking change. And that's where by the grace of God, the grace of the universe manifestation showed up in my life. Um, And I decided to put all of my focus and attention into learning about intentional manifestation and implementing the practices of intentional manifestation into my life. And my life started to change so freaking quickly, like all of the pain, all of the, the wounds that I had felt inside of myself, constantly hating myself and wanting to escape myself was no longer the reality. And I was ready to like be there and sit with it and work through it. And so much healing was taking place. And through that healing, I started to see so much abundance come into my life. Um, and so I started to share my story and just the way that things were shifting for me on my Instagram. And through that, people are so curious about it, which led me to the inspiration of starting my coaching business, which is all about manifestation and money. And in To fast forward in like the past two and a half years, I've gone from that position that we're talking about, like rock bottom, $70,000 in debt, really didn't know how to go forward with my life through using intentional manifestation to now being completely financially free and manifesting multiple five figures a month consistently. Um, Being, having complete time freedom, location freedom. I travel all around the world. I'm building my dream life in New York City. Um, just like living a life that I genuinely didn't know was possible for me. And it's truly because like, I believe the universe really showed up in the 11th hour when I needed it the most and showed me the path forward of how I could start to use something that was different than anything I had used in the past, which was like this intentional manifestation, the healing work, the inner work, the, Um, law of attraction, all of it, and truly just like rebuilding my life from that position.
0: Words cannot describe how excited I am to announce the Enriched Members Club, a luxury virtual members club for entrepreneurs and women in business. From our weekly classes featuring yoga, hit, bar, Pilates, Reiki, breathwork, DNA upgrades, and more, to our magazine featuring monthly tarot pools for yourself and your business, human design, astrology, recipes, and nutrition plans, just to name a few, to our business calendar of events with networking, financial planning, fireside chats, leadership trainings, and more, EMC was created as an oasis for women in business who are ready to have everything they need all in one place. No more piecing together experts and searching for the answers both you and your business need. EMC aims to put the you back in your day and elevate your business like never before. For more information, visit the link in our bio and in the description of this episode. Well, that is amazing. Uh, Congratulations, number one, on just coming so far and I I, I want to talk about debt, and I want to go back there. But first, I really would love to hear. You know, you say intentional manifestation. There's manifestation right now. Is this buzzword of it's almost like quantum leaping, right? There is there people use it all the time. They're like, oh, you manifest. You just need to visualize. Oh, you need to act as if you have it. Like. What does manifestation actually mean to you? And why do you put the word intentional in front of that?
1: Absolutely. Awesome question. Um, so to me, manifestation is using your thoughts and your subconscious mind to create your reality. Because whether people are aware of it or not, they're manifesting every single aspect of their life on a daily basis. So like the good, the bad, the ugly, the shit that you would rather do without the best things you could ever imagine in your life everybody who's listening, like, I want you to know that like you have manifested all of that. And that's the first step of creating this intentional piece with manifestation, because you're going to do it regardless. But a lot of the times it's like, when we're in this position that we're unaware of that fact, then we believe that we're the victims to our lives or that we don't have control over our circumstances or that there's any amount of things that are like going to fuck up our lives essentially. Uh, when in reality, it's like, no, you are the one, your thoughts, your beliefs, your behaviors are the thing that dictate the way that you attract things into your life and the way that things play out in your life. So when you can become aware of that and become intentional with the way that you want to use your words, use your thoughts, use your emotions, use your behaviors. Um, and like show up in a different energy, which we can totally dive into with all of this, um, then that's going to change the way that you attract and manifest things into your life, because you're not just going through your day-to-day life on like this autopiloted, this is what like I've always known, this is what is true, this is what the world tells me, Uh, and really becoming that like deliberate, an aware creator in your life where it's like, okay, if I'm the one who is manifesting this with my thoughts and with my subconscious beliefs, which then impact your behaviors and actions and whatnot, then you give yourself so much fucking power to actually be able to change the things that you are not Happy with so there's unintentional manifestation, which is just like everything in our lives when we are not aware of this power, and then there's an intentional manifestation, which is like absolutely like I mean the the visualization practices, the journaling, the whatnot, they're great tools when you're first really learning these things. I don't think they're incredibly necessary. Like once you really, really get into the work of all of this, because it's just like your, your embodiment, who you are becomes what then manifests everything else in your life. Um, But I think that there is a lot of misconception around the fact that like, oh, if you want to manifest something, the only way you can manifest something is if you write it down in your journal, or if you uh, visualize it, or if you do any of those things, when in reality, it just comes back to how intentional are you with like your behaviors and who you choose to be on a daily basis?
0: I love the distinction that it, it comes down to, it comes down to who you are, who you're choosing to be. So this episode is very timely, especially in my life, because there, there has been, I started the word the year, I was picking a, a word for the year and I started the, the year with the word being magnet magnetization, like magnetize. Like that was what I wanted to have grace and magnetize things into my life. And very, very quickly that word changed to integrity and mm-hmm. it was integrity, not because I felt that I was living a life that was, that was not aligned, but that, that was changing because my reality was changing so fast. So I want I want to, again, kind of go back before we propel forward. What do you say to, to the person that may not necessarily even just that $70,000 in debt example, but that person that they've been in this world of manifestation, they've been doing the, the damn work. And excuse my French, but they're fucking frustrated because they can't seem to get the money in the door or, you know, they get the money in the door, but then they're manifesting more bills. And like, it's just not seeming something's not clicking. Mm -hmm. Where do they start? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I think that number one thing with this, that I see with the women that I work with is that if they have been aware of manifestation, they've been doing the practices, they've been doing all of the things, but like the money's not showing up or like whatever it is that they're wanting, isn't showing up. It's because there's a lack of safety around that thing. So what I mean by that is like, We are taught our entire lifetimes, let's use the example of money, because I know that we're really going to like go in on that is like, we're taught, especially in the United States to see money through such a scarce lens. We are taught that like money doesn't grow on trees, that you're going to have to work your ass off in order to make that money that you need to save your money in order to have it in case something really bad happens, um, to not spend money on like unnecessary things, all of these different things, all of the different stories from the moment we are born, start to create our belief system about money. So the subconscious mind makes up 95% of the human brain, which most people aren't aware of. I think a lot of people think that every single day they're going through their day consciously and they're just like, yep, yep. I'm choosing it. Like I'm choosing all my thoughts, this and that, but like the reality is, is like only 5% of the time we are conscious and 95% of the time we are acting from these belief systems that we pick up on from our parents, primary caregivers, teachers, friends, society, et cetera. Um, and then those beliefs are what we attract and manifest into our lives because we manifest what we believe with absolute certainty being on a subconscious level. So, um, When it comes to like this safety piece, when it comes to that relationship with money and wanting to manifest that money, when all you've been told your entire life are scare stories about money, fearful stories about money, hateful stories about money, then even though consciously with that 5% of your brain, you can say to yourself, Oh my God, I want money. Like I want this. I want that. Like money's going to be the thing that allows me to have that level of freedom 95% of you is working against you because if you haven't taken a look at your money beliefs and actively done the work to start to, um, release the limiting beliefs that you have surrounding money, you can do all that you want and like work as hard as you possibly can to make that money. That 95% of your brain is still going to manifest subconscious things into your life to, keep you further away from that money because there's some sort of level of lack of safety associated with it. So like um, going back to your initial question, like where do they start? Is like starting to become aware of like truly deep down, like, yes, we can all say on the surface level, like I want more money, I want that freedom, I want this, I want that. How do you feel when you swipe your credit card? How do you feel when you have a conversation about money with other people? what's the way that you talk about money on a daily basis? Uh, When somebody tries to give you money or like give you a gift, how do you receive it? Because those sorts of things are going to be so much more telling to what your actual relationship with money is and the level of safety that you feel with it. And once you can start to address those things and where you started to believe them in the first place, then it gives you the, at least like starting place to start to Dig those weeds out of the ground. The way that I like to see this and present this to my clients is like if your mind was a garden and you're having a hard time manifesting money or whatever it is into your life, your garden's full of weeds. And instead of walking around the garden, trimming down the weeds, pretending like they're not going to grow back, which most manifestation teachings online tell you to do with like forcing gratitude, force positivity, force affirmations, force meditation. Yes, that works for a short amount of time because you're trimming those weeds down, but ultimately because the roots still live underneath the ground, those weeds are going to continue to grow back. So what the primary focus needs to be is like, what are the roots? Why do you believe those things in the first place? What are the memories? What are the stories? What are the experiences that created those roots for those leads in the first place and starting to dig those roots up from the ground level so that you actually have the space to plant the seeds of the affirmations to plant the seeds of the quote unquote positive thinking to plant the seeds of the meditation, because otherwise you're doing those things, but you don't have any space in the ground for them to grow. Um, and then you're just wasting your energy because essentially like you can't grow a big, beautiful garden without de-weeding it first.
0: I love that. And I mean, this is a very practical audience. So I'm going to ask the how question, obviously they can go work Mm -hmm. with you. That is totally, that that's totally on the table, but for someone that is, For someone that really is ready to start pulling things up, but they don't necessarily want to do it with a mentor or whatever, how how can they start that process on their own?
1: Absolutely. So with that, I'm gonna preface this with the fact that like everybody has blind spots. We don't see within ourselves what we don't see. So like 95% of your brain is subconscious. Um, starting to try to dig into that without a mentor is incredibly challenging. I tried to do it. That's the only reason I'm saying it. Me too.
0: Um, (laughs) $200,000 later. Yeah,
1: (laughs) totally. I know I'm in the exact same boat. It's like hundreds of thousands of dollars have now gone into mentorship for this reason. Um, but with it, so essentially there's lots of different healing modalities, um, that can help people start to eliminate those roots in the ground. Um, it's going to be unique and it's going to be different for each person, but essentially what I like to encourage the women that I work with to do, to start to identify what their limiting beliefs are so that they can start to dig them out of the ground is like, Once again, going to the money example, it's like run towards the thing that brings them the most resistance. So if that is going to the grocery store and buying all of the things that they want versus the things that they think that they just like, quote unquote, need go do that and listen to all of the shit that comes up, all of the guilt, all of the shame, all of the anxiety, whatever it is, and be very conscious and aware of what those stories are And then as you become aware of what those stories are, you want to start to ask yourself and pinpoint, where did you learn that from? Because everything in our lives is a learned behavior. And I want to say that again, like everything in our lives is a learned behavior, because I think a lot of the times we just think that we created our own beliefs, but the reality is like, no, any behavior that you have any words that you say, anything, you fucking learn that from somewhere. So tracing it back to where you have learned it from. And then that's where either like the forgiveness work, um, the creating internal safety work, the reframing work, uh, the actual trauma work, like working through the actual energy that is stuck in your body, Um, the EFT tapping, the meditation, the whatever it is, all of these, like I mentioned, different healing modalities come into play. Um, And I think with that, it's like, there's not one specific way that works for everybody. So for everybody listening, it's like, it's a dance, like learn to dance with and play with and get curious about your triggers and about the different things that come up for you, because you may nail it on the first try, but the reality is, is like, you're you probably won't. You're going to have to dance with it. You're going to have to give yourself a lot of grace and be curious with it so that you're able to um, really see what works for you and research the different ways that you can start to eliminate those limiting beliefs.
0: Yeah, I want want to reiterate what you reiterated. It's all a learned habit. It's all a learned behavior. It's all a learned thought pattern. If you are one of the thing, one of the things that I've had to work through, for example, um, a lot of my listeners know the story, but if you don't, I grew up incredible childhood. Like I I'm so incredibly blessed. Like my you know, dad's a doctor. And so, you know, I had incredible life experiences. We traveled the world. We, you know, we, it, it wasn't I'm not saying I don't have any memories of, of having money things, but I still have, have, cause I, I have not worked through this one hundred percent yet. And I'll be honest with that. This, I, this, this belief that money is hard mm-hmm. or that with money comes more work or some sort of sacrifice or something like that. And I've been healing for four or five years. So like, I want, I want to give some grace and liberation to, to the people that have been doing this work for so long, just because you've healed some of the, some of the the stuff, some of the weeds, right? There's, there's other layers. You're going to continue to have things come up that will, that will challenge you. And ultimately, if you're listening to me, you, you have a belief that that's not a bad thing. That growth and and constant evolution is part of why we signed up for entrepreneurship. When we signed up for entrepreneurship to have businesses, right? No, we signed up for entrepreneurship because we have some sort of sick and weird soul contract that we're going to continuously grow ourselves and rewrite patterns because that's all that business is. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's just call it's called a spade a spade, right? Like that's just that's what it is, and. And there's so much room and grace and, and spaciousness around realizing not making you having money beliefs or abundance belief or or client's beliefs or visibility. That's a big one I'm seeing with my clients right now. They're terrified to be visible and to be seen and to have a voice like these. Every time you grow you're going to meet different parts of yourself that you need to pluck and that you need to weed. I love the garden analogy. Love it. Love it. So, I want to I want to go into debt and I want to go into cash flow from a very practical perspective because of where we are in in the economy and you know, I think that again, a conversation I'm having a lot right now is, oh, you know what? This is a $20 billion industry and we kind of have our own ecosystem. Like it's a little weird that the rest of the world is freaking out. And like, we don't drive cars very many places because we're sitting behind our computers all day long. Or, you know, we're, I don't, I haven't, I don't know about you, but I haven't seen a lot of decreases in mentorship um, or people that are looking to, you know, invest because we, again, we, we've we created this this own, micro economy. However, for my, for the listeners that, that are living in corporate America or um, they are, you know, they're not full-time entrepreneurs. It's a very real and scary thing. I mean, my fiance and I sold our house, a hundred thousand dollars went into crypto and not a lot of it's still there. Right. You know, like it was just, it was just one of it's it's a very real, reality that's happening right now. So all of that to say, I want to hear your story around the debt first, almost from this place of whatever you want to achieve is possible. Like I, I want to kind of, I, I want that rah-rah pump up story. Sorry. I just do. I love, I love <laughs> a good, I love a good pump up story. And how have you kept that momentum And how are you continuing to keep momentum in an economy that is starting to get a little shaky?
1: Absolutely. So um, with like my money story, I think like a big part of the money story is the fact that like what I was saying earlier of always trying to constantly escape my reality. Big part of that for me was like spending money because spending money would give me that dope mean hit make me feel a little bit better, would take me away from the pain that I was experiencing. Um, And then ultimately the cycle would play out over and over again. And in addition to that, kind of like we're talking about with the lack of safety growing up, because my dad wasn't mentally or emotionally there, he was physically there, but not mentally and emotionally that masculine figure in my life that was supposed to create that like level of like safety for me wasn't there. So I was always trying to find that safety and I attached security and safety to money. And so I worked my ass off. I worked constantly, like I was saying, 60 hours a week, uh, started working at the age of 14 and always like constantly was working to scale up to the position in different companies to uh, be in like the top role. But I always had this like money ceiling of like $40,000, no matter how hard that I worked. Um, and it was not enough money to sustain the lifestyle that I had because I had a car payment. I had student loan debt before I dropped out of college. Um, I decided to go to a $30,000 coding, uh, immersive program and haven't coded a day in my life since. Um, I had credit card debt. I had like all of this debt, but I didn't know that I did because I was so fearful of money that I just avoided it. So like, I knew that debt was there, but I didn't know how much. And I just like, yeah, just kind of pretended that it wasn't there because that was my relationship with money. And as I started to dive into this healing work, the intentional manifestation, having to get very clear and very real with myself on like how my life was in that moment, In January of 2021, so a little over a year ago, like a year and a half ago, I finally decided to look at how much debt that I had. And I added it all up and I used Dave Ramsey's calculator (laughs) and I was like $70,000 of debt. And Dave Ramsey was like, you can't do fucking anything with your life for the next 30 years until that debt is paid off. And it was terrifying to me. Um, so I had a life coach at the time. I told him, he was like, is this the first time that you've ever looked at your debt? And I was like, yep. And he was like, okay, like, that's fine. And, um, that's where the like true awareness of this debt really started to come into play. And so what I believe with absolute certainty is the fact that everything in our lives is inherently neutral and that we are the ones who give meaning to the things in our lives. So kind of like you were just saying with like, these are very real things that are happening. They're very scary, whatnot. We give that meaning to them. And with the media and with the news, they hand the narrative to us. They tell us we're supposed to be fearful. They tell us that we're supposed to be scared. They tell us that we're supposed to save our money or not drive or not pay these gas prices and all of the fucking things. But the reality is, is like the gas prices are inherently neutral. The economy right now is inherently neutral. My debt was inherently neutral. And I was assigning the meaning of it was like this big crippling, debilitating thing. And when I slowly but surely I was allowing myself to do the healing work to release that attachment of the fact that it wasn't a big crippling thing and that it was actually inherently neutral. And beyond that, it was actually things that I was inherently worthy of because it was an education. It was a car. It was these experiences that I wouldn't have otherwise. It was the food that I was eating. It was all of these different things. Those are things that I'm worthy of. So I could reframe the perspective of debt being this big, bad black cloud that hangs over me to like, that's actually something that has allowed me to live like a pretty decent life so far. And it's allowed me to hire these mentors and it's allowed me to start to do these things to create this positive change in my life. And um, when it comes to manifestation, what we put our focus and attention into is what's going to expand. So when I was focusing on debt, I was manifesting more debt, but when I started to shift my focus into, okay, what eliminates debt overflow eliminates debt more than enough money eliminates debt. Then that's when my energy started to get into alignment with, okay, more clients were coming in, more money was coming in, more unexpected money was coming in. And within 10 months, um, so January, 2021 to October, of 2021, I was able to manifest enough money through my business and unexpected resources um, to fully pay off that debt without ever skimping on my life, without feeling as though I needed to like save everything I possibly could, or without feeling as though I had to cut out all of the things that brought me joy in order to pay off that debt. It was truly like I had an Audi. I moved to New York city, like all of these things were still happening in my life. And I was still choosing to live in an energy of abundance because going back to like what you said of like, let's have this practical conversation about debt. It's like the practical conversation about debt doesn't work. The reason that debt is this big, dark looming cloud in our society is because we've been taught to look at it through this very quote unquote, practical and logical way and that's based off of the past. That's based off of like the fear stories that have been there from past recessions and past like the great depression and all of these different things. It's like, that's going to take the past and drag it into the present moment over and over and over again. But when we can choose to think from the lens of abundance and like from what our souls know to be true, which is like, we live in an infinite universe and like, there's endless abundance around us all of the time, then you can start to shift the perspective to once again, slowly, but surely, because I get that we're all humans. And we're all taught all of these fucked up stories our entire lives. Uh, but start to ditch those practical stories, those logical stories at the door and start to step into this energy of like, okay, how would it feel? And like, what would I know to be true? And who would I be if there was more than enough money flowing into my life? And I don't want to limit this just to entrepreneurs and people who have their own businesses and are like, okay, yeah, like I, I can manifest more clients or I can manifest whatever it is. It's like, this can be the reality if you have a job as well, because once again, we're the creators of our realities, our beliefs manifest what happens in our lives. I have perfect example of this is like, I have a gal that I worked with in the past. Who's a teacher and she never made more than like $3,000 a month. And she had $30,000 worth of debt. Um, And after shifting her beliefs around the fact that like money didn't only come through her paycheck as a teacher, her and her husband were able to pay off like over $30,000 worth of debt in less, it was like six months. Um, she was able to buy her dream car. She was able to have like all of this excess money to like book luxury vacations and do all of these things. And it's like, That's the reality of what can happen for us when we choose to like literally just believe a better story and get on board, not just like be like, okay, like maybe this can be true and like kind of be half in half out, one foot out the door, one foot in. It's like going all fucking in, working through the fear that comes up with it and really choosing to embody a new belief and like a new story for your life the universe starts to conspire in your favor to make those things happen. And even like on a science level, it's like you shift out of the timeline and like the quantum field that you've been in the energetic field that you've been in and into the one that like money is abundant and you have more than enough. Um, and because of that, you start to emanate out the energy that that's your reality and start to attract back in the circumstances to support that.
0: I, I love this conversation. I have two very specific questions. I, most, my listeners know that like most of the questions I asked are either channeled or like they're from client sessions where I'm like, "Yep, coach, like do it. Cause I, cause this is not, you know, I'm not a manifestation expert. And so I love how you requalified what I was saying, because there are things that's been said to me over the last like three days. Right. Yep. It's so powerful. And I really hope that everyone hears this. I'm like bumping this podcast up to be like released this week. <laughs> Cause I'm like, this is, <laughs> everyone's got to hear this. Right. And it's so, it's so incredibly important. So two, two questions. Yeah. Number one, what happens if you are like, you, what you want to manifest is overflow, mm-hmm. but that word makes you feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. Do you pick another word? Do you like, do you have to pluck the weeds of unsafety around overflow? Like what, what, what would you say to that? So number one, and then number two, what do you, in order to shift into this universe where, where you're actually jumping timelines, right. Mm -hmm. But you don't have the physical evidence. Yeah. I'm like, how, how <laughs> yeah, I'm going to continue to ask how, um, you know, what, what is that? What does that look like? What does it look like to start? Obviously, like, like you said, you know, you, you have to start plucking the weeds, but how can you, what are the things that you can do today? And then the listeners can do the second they leave this podcast to start noticing the things that are, that are actually, they might not, they might not actually be aligned with, with where the the reality, where it's not working. I'm trying everything and it's not working. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, feel like I have one answer
1: that kind of like encompasses both of those questions. So number one thing, so like, and I'll, I'll go into like specifically each inside of this when it comes to manifestation, there is such a, like, tainted, misconstrued, like misconception about the fact that like you're focusing on the external thing. Like you're focusing on the money. You're focusing on all of these things outside of yourself in order to make that reality happen. But the thing is, is like, fuck the external things. The external things are the things that create that, like that resistance, that pressure, that frantic energy, that chaos inside of yourself, because you're thinking that something outside of you is what's then going to make you feel some sort of way inside of yourself. But the reality is, is that you can attain that thing. And this has happened to me. You can attain that thing, you can attain that money and you can still feel as unsafe, as unfulfilled, as unhappy as you were prior to receiving that manifestation if you're not already feeling that inside of yourself. So when it comes to the word overflow and it not feeling safe for you, The work isn't to then be like, okay, like what outside of myself can I be like, okay, this is something that actually feels better, like attaching to a different word or whatever it is. It's checking in with yourself of like, okay, in my body, this makes me feel unsafe. What do I need to do to make myself feel safe right now? And whether that be, um, taking a bath, whether that be having a conversation with somebody that you love and care about whether that be having some sort of like self-care moment um, or biggest one that has really transformed for me because internal safety has been the biggest part of my healing journey um, is reciting affirmations to yourself of like, I'm safe, I'm safe to be here, I'm safe to do this, I'm safe to have this experience, Um, I'm safe around money, whatever it is, whatever are the affirmations that create that level of safety for you, you're probably going to feel really stupid doing that at first because it's like, Oh my God, like, am I like, are am I talking to a child? Am I talking? it's like, yeah, essentially you are. You're talking to that version of yourself who learned that money wasn't safe growing up. And the other thing is that like your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So when you're looking at money or you hear the word overflow and you're like, Oh my God, that's not safe. You're telling your subconscious mind, like, Oh my God, Fuck that word, stay away from it. That's not safe. And that's what your subconscious mind is going to roll with. And because, like I said earlier, we attract and manifest what we believe with absolute certainty from our subconscious minds, then that's going to continue to be the reality. You're going to continue to push away money and attract more in like the debt and the shit that you don't want. Um, Whereas if you start to say to yourself, I'm safe, I'm safe to be here, I'm safe to do this i'm safe in this experience i'm safe in my body um with time it's like going to the gym you start to do those bicep curls you start to get stronger you start to say these things to yourself and it's like those bicep curls for your brain you're not going to walk away from the gym on the first day and be like oh my god i have my dream body like fuck yeah i look great in the mirror you're going to have to continue to go back to the gym you're going to have to continue to put in those reps And it's the same thing for this is like, I like to call it the spiritual gym. It's like, you got to go back to the spiritual gym. You have to go back to the mindset gym and you have to continue to put in those reps of like checking in with yourself, feeling how you feel inside of your body and then giving yourself what you need, um, which then tying into the other piece of what you said of like shifting those timelines and like having what you want to be your reality biggest paradox of manifestation is that you must you're required to hold the internal belief and feeling of the fact that like your reality like the things that you want are here without the physical evidence of it and once again in our world in our society we are taught when I see it then I'll believe it And that is one of the most harmful and like toxic beliefs that you can hold for yourself because once again, we're creating our realities. So if you are waiting for the physical evidence to show up before you can believe in something, then you're giving all of your power away to external things, as opposed to putting all of your power inside of yourself. And then switching the the way that I like to see is like switching into the belief of like, I'll believe it and then I'll see it that's gonna take some time. That's gonna take some consistency, just like we're talking about with these bicep curls for the brain. But ultimately the work comes down to not focusing on this external thing, not waiting for the evidence to show up before you can believe it, but really like understanding like, why do I have this attachment to this thing in the first place? Like, what do I think this is gonna bring me? So going back to the example of money, I believe majority of the time when people are so attached to like, oh my God, I need to hit a certain income goal or like I need to do this or whatever it is financially, need to pay off all of my debt. It's because they think it's going to make them feel safe or it's going to make them feel secure or it's going to make them feel free. So if those are the emotions that are attached to those different things, what the work is is to Instead of pointing the fingers outwards at like the fact that, oh, I think money can bring me this or I think the relationship can bring me this or whatever, it's taking those fingers, pointing them back around and being like, okay, how can I myself safety? How can I give myself that security? How can I give myself that freedom? How can I give myself that love? Um, and really being like the the center point of your manifestation, being the thing that, you put the most focus and attention into because when you do that inside of yourself, you release the attachment to being desperate for those external manifestations and meeting those things, which then actually allows you to be so much more of a clear channel to receive what you want in your life. And just like one more thing on that is like example is the fact that like, I get it. Like I'm not going to sit over here and pretend that like I'm perfect all the time and I don't have these attachments to money because it's like, we're working through an entire lifetime's worth of subconscious conditioning that has told us that like the only way you can feel good about X, Y, Z is if you have money sitting in the bank. So the entire month of June, this month that we just exited, I only was able to work six days because I got super sick at the beginning of the month and then I got COVID. And so not working all but six days of the month, of course, my limiting beliefs about like money and whatnot came to the surface. And there was that attachment to money of like, oh my God, like how am I supposed to do X, Y, and Z if I can't work? And it was just an opportunity for me to go even further into myself and realize that like, there's still some level of subconscious attachment to the fact that I believe that I'm not safe without money. And instead of trying to work when I couldn't, or yeah, like forcing myself to do things that felt so out of alignment, it was an awesome opportunity for me to turn inside of myself and be like, how can I make myself feel even more safe right now without working or without doing these things that logically and practically I know can generate the income that I want. And that's what I did. And I still ended up manifesting multiple five figures. And it's like, it's just, it's a matter of us choosing to take that look inwards. And it's like, it's gonna take time. That's the reality of it. And I don't think a lot of people like to hear that answer. Um, It's like, it can happen in an instance, but when we have these, once again, entire lifetime's worth of subconscious conditioning working against us and money easily flowing into our lives, the reality is, is that it's gonna take time. And all, like all great things in life typically do. I'm
0: I'm letting that land for a second. <laughs> you, you just gave such practical advice and I've never heard it said that way of, you know, I've heard people say, oh, point the finger back in and say, okay, how can I do this? But it gets to be as simple as, you know, I am providing the freedom. I'm providing the safety. it's It's already here. I, I, loved that. I absolutely love that. And you're right. People don't want to hear that it's going to take time, but ultimately I say to people all the time, if, if you want, I I'm on this kick right now of talking about failure, right? Everything mm-hmm. on my socials is, is all about failure and like that your, your threat, your ability to succeed being attached to how much you're willing to fail. Cause in my, in my belief systems, it's that failure is a good thing because failure means you're getting outside of your comfort zone and i say to people all the time like if the first thing that you launched got you the multi millions that you wanted would you actually still be here like or or if it got you the millions that you wanted like would you be happy if the first thing that i launched got me to where i to where i am today I would be teaching women how to balance their hormones through something called the Balanced Body method in which I talked about nutrition the entire time which again still pillars and fundamental beliefs that I have but I would be miserable because I yep. wouldn't be sitting here talking to you I would be talking about you know women's hormones all day and how belly fat is made from estrogen instead of estradiol and estradiol is you know the fast acting estrogen that you know you blah, 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 blah. Right. Like that would be my daily existence. And that just no, nope. Yeah. (laughs) So so not that again, not that that isn't important, but it's just not what I'm passionate about. And so I, I understand so much people's fear and charge behind all of these things. But, but if you've, if you've gotten two things out of the very beginning of this conversation, it's you control the charge. You control the emotion, the feeling behind everything taxes, the amount of money you put in into your, like how much it costs to fill the tank, how much it right now, like whatever it is. I always say to people, thank God. My mom said to me the the other day, she's like, do you know how much tax taxes we just paid? I said, how much it goes 50,000. That was our personal. It wasn't even business. I was like, Oh my God, congratulations. And she was like, huh? Yeah, it was this. And I watched her entire reality shift in front of her eyes to be like, Oh, we make enough money that we get to pay $50,000. I'm like, yeah, you get to like, go like have a glass of wine and celebrate that. Like whatever you need to do to celebrate the fact that, that that is your reality. And that's amazing. Yep. It's so fundamentally simple that people can't internalize it. Like they, they want to make it more complicated, but it's yep. that easy. Absolutely. And I
1: want to throw in there to what you just said with failure. It's like your success is directly related your to your willingness to fail. It's like your capability to be rich is directly correlated to your willingness to be broke. If you don't have the attachment of like, oh my God, being broke is the worst possible thing that I could, that could ever happen to me, me quote unquote, losing my money or having some sort of major financial crisis happen is like the worst possible thing. It's like, well, then of course you're not going to make the money that you desire because you're not willing to release that attachment to some like level of like wealth having to be there. It's like, if you can be okay with the fact that like, if all of the money was stripped away today, that you'd still be okay at your core, then that means that you can manifest ungodly amounts of money, like filthy fucking rich status money. Um, but majority of people, once again, in our society is like, it's, we've been taught that like, It's just like the worst possible thing for you to have debt, for you to work paycheck to paycheck for all of these different things. And then people live in shame, people live in fear. And it's like, fuck that. Like if I was to go broke today, I'd be okay. I'd totally be okay because I feel that inside of myself, I can create that internal safety for myself. And I also know that through that experience, it's like a, it's almost like a catapult up to what we want. The highs that we experience are going to be met or the lows that we experience are going to be met with the highs. So it's like anybody who's experiencing some level level of financial hardship right now, don't beat yourself up. Like embrace that, accept that. It's great that you're at that place. Like good for fucking you that you're there. Just like you're saying, congratulating your mom for paying $50,000 worth of debt. If you're broke right now, congratulations, like good for you because you are experiencing the lower end of the polarity. And when you can accept it, you're going to release the resistance that's attached to it, which then allows the tide to shift so that you can ultimately start to call in more money in your life.
0: Mm, I love that. So I am really curious what have your greatest manifestations been that have nothing to do with money?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Honestly, I think that when, once again, like we've been talking about when we think about manifestation, a lot of times people just like attach the external things to it. Greatest manifestation that has come through for me in the past three years is the fact that I literally was at the place where I wanted to end my life. And now I can't get enough of life. I'm so fucking obsessed with life that like I jump out of bed every single day and I'm ready to live it. Um, so that is the greatest manifestation that has ever, ever come through for me. Um, and I think that in addition to that, all of the mentors that I've manifested along the way, the people who have been a part of my journey and a part of my life since, um, they're like the greatest gifts. I, I didn't know that a world like this existed and that people who saw me and supported me in the way that they do, because I never had had that in my life before. It's just like the biggest blessing.
0: So let's, let's talk about mentorship for a second because If, if with that answer, I'm going to assume you're just like me spent so much money on mentorships spent, spent so much money on, which is a good thing. I mean, I, I have learned so much along the way when it comes to mentorship, how do you pick a mentor?
1: Ooh, that's such an awesome question. <clears throat> Honestly, <laughs> so all of the past mentors that I have had. I feel as though they've kind of showed up in my life. Um, So like my first manifestation coach, which is the first coach I ever hired, she found me. Um, I initially turned her down because I was like, spending money on a manifestation coach? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, absolutely not. Look at me now.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) But yeah, like she showed up in my life. My business coach showed up in my life. Uh, my life coach was a suggestion from somebody else. All of the mentors that I have worked with have just kind of showed up in my life. But what I can say with that is that it all felt very like intuitively a yes, when these people were presented in my life. And I will say with that, It was intuitively. Yes. But my brain was screaming at me. No. So I think a lot of the times people will be curious about mentorship and they will look into working with a coach because they're curious that intuition, that inspiration is leading them towards it. They know on a soul level, they want to do it. But then once again, the logical practical, the ego kicks in. Is like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't have the money to spend on that. Can they really get you the result that you want? All of those limiting beliefs once again, coming up. Um, so for everybody who's listening, it's like, if you've been curious in mentorship, or if like, there's a specific person that you feel so drawn to listen to that, that is your intuition. That is your soul trying to guide you Towards the path that is going to allow you to manifest the things that you want into your life. And when you allow your logical and practical mind to get in the way, just like I mentioned earlier, that's essentially taking the past and dragging it into the present moment over and over and over again. So you kind of play out the same old shit from the past that you don't really want. Instead of like giving yourself the opportunity to fully create a new path and like learn from somebody who has what you want. And I think that if anything with these mentors, why I find them or why they come into my life is like, they have the things that I want, they have the life that I want and they can teach me how to get there. I only learn from people and take advice from people who have the things that I want, because if they don't, then they're not really gonna give me valid advice to help me create the life that I want for myself. (laughs)
0: I am so happy you just said that because that is a huge theme. Like for the love of God, people, if, if, if you're looking at somebody and you're looking at hiring somebody that you're not a hundred percent sure that they have walked where you want to walk, stop fucking listening to them. And, or not even when it comes to hiring somebody, tune out the noise of everybody else, whether it's on social media, whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, whether it's your significant other, I'm not saying to never listen. I'm just saying like be selective in the weight you put behind the words of people because okay. you're the pro- I'm. I'm a Firm believer that you are the product, like your network is your net worth, right? And you are the product of the people that you spend the most time with. And I'm also a firm believer that it doesn't mean that you need to drop people out of your life. But what it does mean is that you need to put more weight into those people that do have the things that you want, put more weight behind their words and behind their pieces of advice. Like, Kat, you're sitting here, you've done the work, right? You, you, you know, what's going on with money. You've brought yourself from the ultimate, ultimate hell to back. I really hope people are listening to what you're saying versus what they're hearing out in every, everywhere else besides like this podcast and, and our entrepreneurial world.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Um, this may piss some people off, but do
0: it if you're, Oh, I love if it.
1: You're, if you're listening to the news, turn the fucking news off. Oh, like my God, yeah. stop listening to the news about all of the fucking gas prices, how we're ultimately headed for a recession, how you need to do all these things. Like turn it the fuck off. <laughs> if that is part of your daily routine, yeah. have a new routine because that is not going to benefit you in any sort of way. You can stay aware of what's going on in the world uh, and stay up to date with the different things that feel important to you without subscribing to the fear and the scarcity that these sources are literally put in place to like manipulate you and like brainwash you into believing. Like once Uh again, you are in control of your own fucking life so do not allow these very false sources to be a part of what is creating the dialogue for you.
0: This is going to freak people out, but at the this is recorded on July 1st just so everyone knows, we've officially been in a recession for 10 days. They're not telling that to us because because a recession is determined by mathematical numbers. No, there's not one person that says, "Oh, you know, we we hit a recession, right?" They're not saying that to us because it's 4th of July weekend and they want people still going on their vacations, spending their money, money. (laughs) like all of those things. It will come out and mark my words by the time this podcast comes out, because it's to come out next Wednesday, because I'm pushing it up to the very, very top. Like by the time this podcast comes out, we, you will have heard that we are already in a recession and then we will have been in a recession for over 20 days. So like, I really hate to break that to people, but you the, the word, like the Mm P choose, choose better sources, just choose better sources. That's all I have to say.
1: Absolutely. And like, with that, like you said, it's like outside of what, like the personal development community, the entrepreneurial community, like find thought leaders who are approaching everything from like the energy of abundance. And you have a choice because everything in life is a choice. You can choose to subscribe to all of the false narratives that they're pushing to feed into their own fucking agenda of, like you said, making money and allowing all of these like dark sources and corporations to really just keep circulating and running, <laughs> running the world. Or you can put the power back in your hands by learning from people who actually believe in like the betterment of people and like of
0: us as a population. and by the way guys how exciting is it that we are in a recession more millionaires and billionaires are made in a recession than any other time in 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 the world so like let that light you up let that be like I'm gonna make the most fucking money I've ever made like I'm gonna make more money this month and more money next month so that way I get to capitalize on this and I get to live out my legacy because I allowed myself to receive when everybody else told me that I I shouldn't even like, I had somebody say to me the other day, they're like, how could you still do what you do in a time like this? I'm like, now is the time that I need to do what I do. Like that, Absolutely. Ha- look at your beliefs and really, and start to get excited, start to get yeah. lit up. Because if you're not living a life where you are turned on, lit up and excited about every single moment, there's some manifestation work you need to do. And probably the cat, <laughs> cause she's done it. <laughs> 1000%. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation, I don't know where the hell this just went, but I love it because it's 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 so I I just want people to see this episode as your permission slip to and I also want this episode to call you on the carpet. I have asked 3 times in different ways, what to do when it's not working. And it is so intentional because I follow you and I know you're so good at explaining these things, right? But it's so intentional because I know, I know that it's messages that, that people need to hear right now. Even if it is working, you can fine tune it, you can refine it and like just use this as your permission slip to do just that.
1: Absolutely, 100%. Um, what comes up for me as you say that and like, everything that we're talking about with like recession and like you doing the work that you do and like this still being a choice and like people still paying money for It's like, okay, so everything that we've experienced over the past two and a half years, since the beginning of the pandemic, when I first started my business, it was January, 2020, three months, less than three months into starting my business, there was the beginning of the pandemic. And there was a brief moment of like, oh fuck, what does this mean for me? And I said, okay, I'm choosing that this is actually going to be the thing that allows me to flourish. And by the end of March, 2020, I had my first 10 K month, and I've never seen less than 10 K since that day, three months into starting my business, I hit my first 10 K month. So it's like for everybody who's listening, that's like, oh fuck, all of these things, external things, whatnot. It's like, Just like you said, no, this is your fucking permission slip. If I can do it, I'm a normal girl from a cow town in Colorado. Like if I can do it, you can fucking do it too. So know that like this isn't unique to specific people. It is literally universal. Every single person has the ability to manifest what they want into their lives. Uh, it's just a matter of like taking that on and claiming that for yourself.
0: Mm, I love that so, so much. And you, and I mean, you've been just on fire on this, in this entire conversation, but it really, this is what I mean when I talk about energetics, obviously, my listeners know I'm a very strategy-driven person. I'm a business-like analytics junkie. I counted the other day. I've had eight zero-dollar launches. I've had fifteen launches that have made less than five thousand dollars. And I, I'm a manifesting generator, so I'm like, yeah, right, like, yeah, just found something that people don't want. Cool, right? Like, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's try it again. <laughs> like that to me, that's really fun. That's really exciting. And, and and there was like this, oh shit, like this sucks moment where I was like, wow, I've failed a lot. And the money is still coming. The money is still there. Like take it from, you just called yourself a very normal girl from a cow town in Colorado. And somebody that's had, if I, how how many is that? Like 25, however many launches that have done 23 that have done God knows where, yeah, we, I don't even know what to say about that. Like It's possible. It's absolutely possible. And everything in life that you want, if anything, this year has taught us that making a million dollars is not hard. There's more people making millions of dollars that, or there's more people talking about making millions of dollars this year than ever before in our industry. And so use all of these conversations as a permission slip and use everything that Kat just gave you as tools to get there and like take her course. Your course is called I'm sorry, need abundant AF Babe Academy. Like take your course, work with you one-on-one. Like I, I have one more question at the end of this, but tell people how to work with you. Like g- go all in, pimp yourself out as uh what, what's her name from the skinny confidential says. I love, her. Uh, yeah. I love that. It. Yeah. So,
1: uh, um, anybody who's interested in working with me, just like you mentioned, I have a online manifestation program called the abundant AF babe Academy. This is literally the steps that I have taken to go from what you've heard in this podcast episode, $70,000 in debt and not making enough to survive to now being completely financially free and manifesting multiple five figures a month. Um, but coolest thing about all of that is that it's not just me. I've worked with over 150 women in the past two and a half years, and they come from all different backgrounds. Just like I mentioned, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. I know that a lot of your audience is, but If you're not an entrepreneur and you still want to learn how to manifest money, it works for everybody. So, um, yeah, you can find me on my Instagram. My username is at Kat Kozad, which is K-A-T-C-O-Z-A-D-D. Um, I also have a podcast called the no bullshit manifestation show and I lay it down fucking hard. Like I did in this podcast episode because I'm a very no bullshit girl. I will give it to you straight. I don't believe in the fluff. I don't believe in any of like the, I mean, I believe in the woo woo. I believe in spirituality. I believe in all of that, but like, just like you, Alex, I'm very like practical in the way that I like to present things. Um, So those are best ways to find me. And you can send me a DM on Instagram. I get back to everybody who messages me.
0: I think I'm going to need to have you on the podcast one more time. And I think that we're going to need to do like a, a no bullshit, like let's find the most controversial statements we can possibly find and just like obliterate the obliterate the beliefs behind it. I think that would be so fun. (laughs)
1: Girl, I would fucking love that. Maybe you do that on my podcast. Let's do it because I am
0: like, I am. When you were like, "Oh, this is gonna be controversial," I like, I literally lean forward. I'm like, "Let's go." I I love it. It's that's that's where I thrive. I, I find so I find it so much fun, and I've loved every single second. I've like, be. I hate this. I hate this phrase, but like, I've be a dead horse when it comes to like every single, like all of the things about it, not working, you know, everything being scary and all you just, you handled it so incredibly well. And I love when I get so lit up by watching people actually be an embodiment of what they do. Like there's as somebody that has a podcast, I'm sure you, you, uh, you can see this, but like you can tell when you sit on the other end of somebody that is not an embodiment of their work. and like the reason this is recording on video is guys, you're gonna be able to watch this like on the on the YouTube channel and you can like see our conversation. Cat's an embodiment of what she does. And this it's so incredibly apparent and and just so amazing. So thank you so much for being here. My last Absolutely. final question for you. This is the cliche podcast question. Cool. If there is, if there was one thing that you wish that you could either know or do sooner, I know you gave us the affirmations. You gave us like the the very practical tips, or there was one thing that you wish people would actually hear when you said it, not just like be like, yeah, okay. But like actually hear you and like feel it in their body and to their core. What would that be? Mm. Such
1: a powerful question. Um, So, uh, honestly, first thing that you asked of like, what do I wish I would have known sooner? Nothing, uh, because my life has played out perfectly for how it's supposed to go and the lessons that I've been supposed to, been meaning to learn to get to where I am. Um, So, second, Part of that question is like, what's something that I wish people would actually hear when I say it is the fact that, kind of what I said earlier, nothing external from you is going to bring you the level of fulfillment that you think it's going to if you do not already feel fulfilled inside of yourself. And once again, quick story on this because we're talking about money. I manifested my first $100,000 in my business within 10 months. And I thought with all of the limiting beliefs that I had about money, that that was going to be the number that I finally felt safe. And I finally felt good about myself. I hit that 10, 10 or hundred thousand dollar mark. And I felt even worse than I did than prior to having that money, because it was supposed to be the thing that would magically save me from feeling unfulfilled and feeling unsafe inside of my body. And I worked really fucking hard to make that first $100,000. And that's where the real work started, Um, was finally getting to this place of being like, okay, it's not about the external thing. It's not about the external thing. All of the things that you hear from manifestation about it being about the house, the car, the relationship, the money, the boat, the whatever the fuck it is that you want, those things, yes, they're awesome, but they're a byproduct of like you actually getting your inner world into alignment. So I encourage everybody who's listening to hear the fact that it's not about those external things and that when you can focus on what we were talking about earlier, looking at why you want those things so badly and what attachment you have to them, what emotional attachment you have to them and start to feed yourself that emotion and get so okay without it. That's where manifestation becomes effortless. Like everything that I want in my life now feels so fucking effortless because I've done the work now to be like, I'm good with her without it. Like I'm so good with her without it, because that is what actually allows you to become a clear channel to receive those things and allows you to step out of the stupid societal limiting belief of like, you have to work hard for literally everything in your life. There are seasons of hustle. There are seasons of work hard. But if you believe that you have to work hard for what you want for the rest of your life, like you are um, paving yourself a long, hard road as opposed to uh, allowing yourself to allow ease and flow to show up in your life, uh, which I could go the fuck off on that as well, but (laughs) I'll leave it there.
0: (laughs) I love that because there is this big narrative that I'm talking about a lot right now about looking forward versus like everything that you've worked for up until this point got you to the day, to the moment, to the breath that you are breathing right now. And if you are constantly chasing the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, you're gonna miss it. You're going to miss it. And so be like, do the inner work to be able to sit there and be like, oh my God, This is everything right now, without the car, without the perfect relationship, without the house, without, you know, the the money, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is that you actually want. That feeling of this is everything every day opens this just entirely new world. Mm -hmm. So thank you. So much for this conversation. This was so incredible, and I am just so grateful that you took the time to be here today,
1: girl. Absolutely, this is like definitely best podcast interview I've ever done. This I is like, like best, best, yeah. It was fucking awesome. This this was worth the wait, you guys. This is worth
0: the three what three months of us trying to three months. Get, yeah, yeah. Well, now I know why. So there you go there you go well thank you and i will talk to you very very soon awesome thank you for listening to today's episode of the enriched podcast i would love if you shared your breakthroughs and takeaways from today's episode with me on instagram at the grace alexander so i can support you along your entrepreneurial journey as always don't forget to subscribe and leave a review so more women just like you can find this podcast Also, if you haven't heard yet, we're excited to announce you can now follow the Enriched Podcast and Enrich Members Club on Instagram too, so you don't miss out on a thing.